Welcome back to the Saved and Savage podcast season two, where we're trying to inspire dads to step out of average and into savage. This podcast is a little bit different than all of the other episodes as it was kind of an impromptu episode. One of my good friends, well, former students, Jamie Brashares, uh, gave me a call and we just started talking about life. He had some time, so I decided to press record. He's got a really great story of growing up with next to nothing into being a man and a father who I admire and respect. He leads his family, his community, and just about any business he can get his hands on. This is the Saved and Savage podcast. Where I think a lot of people fail to make the, the, the grow to the next step is they get to a point where it's manageable and they're satisfied being manageable and they forget that there's a next step where they can start to excel. Shoot, say that again. <laughs> That was so that was so powerful. So people get to the point where they're manageable. Say that again? Yeah. Uh, well, it was um, that, that part was the book, just how I took it. Is you get leaders, and especially in, in, in where I'm at, anything, is they get to a point where they're, uh, they're, the situation is manageable and they're happy with that because it's not as stressful. Uh, and they right. forget there's the next step where they start to excel. Man. So. So a lot, of, a lot of times when people get to average, like, oh, I'm here, I'm not bad anymore. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I did it. It's not bad. You know what I mean? But you forget not bad isn't good. Right. I've, I was listening to, I listened to um, John Maxwell a lot. I've got a lot of people that I listen. Well, not a lot of people. I've got a, a small circle of people that I listen to very regularly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got like John Maxwell I listen to a lot. If you're into leadership, I'm sure you know about him. Yeah. Um, I really like Mark Driscoll as a pastor, like as a preacher, teaching pastor. Um, I like him because he just like says stuff and he apologizes for hurting your feelings, <laughs> but he doesn't apologize yeah. for like just telling the truth, you know, like, right. so I'm sorry if this hurts your feelings, but <laughs> you know, so I really like him a lot. Um, and, like, I listen to other people just so I can, like, kind of stay up to date with what's, like, kind of going on in the world. But I was listening to um, John Maxwell, I think it was this morning, and um, he was talking about, like, the, you know, the enemy of um, good, or enemy of great is good, and the, yeah. and the enemy of um, better is best. And like saying, a lot of us like we give up on best because we're doing better. And yeah, yeah, this is exactly right, man. Yeah, so that's right along the lines you're talking about, just being okay with average. And we just can't be okay with average. We just can't. Like we yeah. can't be. We can't settle for it's, mediocrity. It, right? It's so good that you said that. Better, you know, better isn't best. Uh, me and Michelle, were we are very happy with each other right we, we love each other that's my wife we uh we were very very we are very happy we love each other so much we're happy with where we are uh but it doesn't mean it's not difficult sometimes especially be working a lot sure um so uh, her family right her family is often like they use us as like their bench point they're like you know it's like you guys it's like you know they're, they're always in new relationships trying new things and doing stuff they're like oh it's, yeah it's awesome. you, you know and we're just like it's it's not that's not what it is you know they don't know that 
I'll regularly, like regularly, at least probably once a week, once every other week, sit down with Michelle and just be like, hey, you know, what can I do to be better? You know what I mean? What can I do to be better for, for us, for you? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I'm always, like, cause that's, that's where you start. You start with what's most important. How can I be a better dad? How can I be a better husband? Uh, you know, because all the work in the world, all the work in the world doesn't matter because the reason I work is to to make them happy. And if they're not happy, it's not worth it. Right. I think too. I've, so. Like I've, you know, like you've known me for a long time, and I've always had a bunch of weird jobs. <laughs> and, are we? Is, so you're recording. Are we? Uh, is it? Uh, should I not cuss if I feel like I, I want to talk? No, just talk however you want to talk. I don't care. <laughs> okay, I, I was trying to word things without cussing. <laughs> I can do some editing if it gets too much. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> Just talk. Don't don't. I was, I, I was trying to be considerate. <laughs> don't overthink. I appreciate it. Don't. I mean, do some of these podcasts? I talk to guys like I talk to like MMA fighters and like military servicemen and like security professionals. And the the hardest one to edit was a guy named Tony Blower. Um, he was like, he was dropping F-bombs left and right. I'm pretty sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure that podcast sounds like the clean version of an Eminem song. <laughs> <laughs> like, hopefully people, <laughs> hopefully people can decipher exactly what, um, he was trying to say. You just, you just like, all you do is just, you just like, we have so-and-so on. Please join the website to read what we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so you, I've known you a while. You, you, you always had... Yeah, I've uh, always had things. these... I've always had these kind of crazy jobs. And um, one of the jobs, you know, is doing like... What's it called? Like polls. You know, asking asking consumers on the, on behalf of the companies what they thought about their product or service. And yeah. I, I've kind of taken that in my um, fatherhood and in my husbandry because if it's so important to Apple to know what people think about the newest iPhone or KFC to know what people think about their crunchy or whatever kind of chicken, shouldn't it be that much more <laughs> important for me to know yeah. what my wife thinks about me or how I can serve her better or how – what I could do to earn more respect. And so I think yeah. that's one of the things a lot of guys and dads miss is this opportunity. Well, not, not, not only that, not only the, sorry. I didn't, yeah, I, go I, ahead. I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry for it. Uh, not, not only that, to get more respect, like you said, that's, um, it's exactly right. Uh, but the part that I struggle with is, is where did I fail to recognize? Uh, mm. You know, where that's, that's my biggest issue is, I get so caught up uh, in trying to take care of them, I forget to like care for them. You know what I mean? Man, so, that's so good. Uh, so that's that's where that's usually where our conversations uh, revolve around. You know where, you know what did I miss? Where can I where can I recognize more? You know what what didn't I notice this week? That's so huge. Uh, I love that line. So, man. You're so like so, you're you're writing so a not, book, man. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, not just not just getting respect, but making sure that I give it. You know, making sure yeah. that I recognize the spots where they give it. Because I'm like, oh, I'm I'm in. I take care of this house. Everything I bought this house and everything in it, right? Because yeah. of the work that I do. Um, you know, and I get so caught up in that stuff. It's um, it's important for me to remember. Hey, you know, thank you so much for doing the dishes. Because she, when I did the dishes, she's like, hey, thanks for doing the dishes. 
And I'm like, yeah, it feels good. But I'm like, I don't know the last time I thanked you for doing the dishes. Yeah. You know, so it's just, I, I try to make those mental notes, and those connections to go. Uh, and, and I still mess up, right? And, it, and it, it's part of me wanting to be better. Uh, but that's what matters is, and she knows that it matters to me, is, is that I value her. Uh, and I do my best to, to recognize where I need to recognize. So, yeah. anyways, back to what you're saying. Why do you... Uh, you're, <laughs> Why do you think it's so hard for men to remember? Because it's not just you. Why do you think it's so hard for men to remember to like thank their wife for doing dishes or because um, because we're naturally selfish? Yeah, uh, that's just that's just at least what I feel. Like me personally, I just it's constantly trying to rewire myself to make sure that I appreciate uh, what others are doing for me, right? Because just naturally, we like to be recognized for what we do. And I feel like it's a not, I, I don't know, but for me, it's always been a blind spot to recognize what other people are doing for you. Yeah. Uh, because I've been so used to doing so much for myself. Yeah. Uh, so when someone does something, I'm like, oh, great, thank you. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, you did something. I think I feel that uh, too, because like, I'm fairly, I think I'm fairly self-reliant. Like, I... On a personal, like, personality level, I actually like doing things alone. Like, my wife yeah, I, my wife yep. really likes it when I go to Target with her, you know, even if it's a one-person job. <laughs> like, yeah. she's like, hey, I need to go get this. Uh, let's make it a family affair. I'm like, crap. <laughs> I was hoping I could get X, Y, or Z done, you know. I'm trying to get something done. And, like, on the flip side, if... I need to go to Target. I'm just like, all right, babe, I got to run to Target. I'll be back in, you know, 20 minutes because I've got a Target yeah. just down the street from my house. Um, so I think part of it is like I'm so self reliant that, like, and some of it, I guess, I guess, like, it will equate to what you're talking about, like, just being selfish in a way and not just not thinking, not so much selfish yeah. as in like. Malicious way. You know, yeah, a malicious way, just not – sometimes I think we forget to remember people. It's not that we forgot yeah. – it's not that we forgot them. I can't forget that my wife is there, but I can forget right. to remember, like make a point to I, remember her. You know, like, I, do I, I did that. The perfect example. I did that for my dad's birthday this year. Yeah. He uh, I called him on his birthday and I said, hey, dad, guess what? He's like, what? I was like, got a new job. It's like, oh, really? Yeah, man. He's like, anything else? I was like, nope, that's it. <laughs> so, and he's like, he's like, how about a happy birthday? I was like, oh, man, is it March 11th? Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, you know what I mean? So I, I know March 11th is his birthday, but I forgot that it was March 11th. Yeah, that happens. So perfect, perfect example. It's just fun. And luckily, he doesn't even know my birthday, so it didn't matter. <laughs> Dude, I'm the worst at birthdays. I'm the worst. Yeah. Like. One of my best friends That's, ever. I've never remembered his birthday. And I think it used to piss him off when we were like in high school and stuff because he always remembers mine. Like we've known each other yeah. since we were three years old. And like I don't think I've ever – maybe once or twice I've called him on his birthday. But that's only since I've been married and my wife was like, hey – don't be a jerk. Yeah. Call Matt. <laughs> so, yeah. so like yeah. I'm just the worst at him. I just – I'm very like project-driven. I guess maybe yeah. I just need to make birthdays a project. <laughs> yeah. Know? So for – so with, with the family, man, I, I honestly – I can't pinpoint it. I just know how it is for me. You yeah. Know, for me, I just um, – I'm so focused on things I got to do and 
Um, I just, I, I have to remember to slow down. Like you said, you have to remember to remember. And uh, it's just, that, that stuff matters to me. So stopping for a minute and asking her, hey, you know, what can I do? What did I miss? How are you doing? You know? Um, and, and I don't know, man. It's it's always changing. Cause I, I'm, I'm always uh, just trying to be better. And in doing that, you have to realize where you're stuck. Yeah. So, um, so the more you practice it, the easier that it gets to, to recognize that. But I don't know. It's not about me. It's about making sure that my wife knows that I love her and my family knows that I love them. Yeah. Do you mind if we hit like a hard turn real quick? Because I did hit the record button. I'm turning our conversation into a podcast. And so, yep, that's fine. So if we, yeah, so anybody listening, we uh, were just talking and uh, Jamie was just dropping so much wisdom. And I was like, man, I wish I had recorded this. And he said, hey, go press record. So I got us all set up. And um, I want to like go back because I've known you for – Ever just about? Um, I can't. I think it's honestly. I think it's been. I think it's been just shy of twenty years. I think we're at like eighteen years. Yeah, somewhere around there. So I was the youth pastor, brand new, and you were what in like eighth grade or something, seventh grade. It, it was even. It was. It was pre youth pastor for you, right before you left for masters, right before. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that was. Dang, what grade were you in? How old were you? I think I, I think I was, I think it was around eighth grade going into ninth grade. Somewhere around eighth grade, okay. So, um, and you didn't have like some nice privileged uh, upbringing either, did you? Uh, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I was I was privileged to have the friends I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 you look back and you don't really remember the hard stuff as much as you remember the awesome stuff, but uh, but yeah, so it wasn't. You know, it wasn't fantastic. I'll tell you, I'll tell some of my favorite Jamie stories is, um, one is, didn't you jump off of like the apartment building or something? So two things. I jumped off of the parsonage. The parsonage. Okay. My house where I currently live. Uh, but we were all jumping off buildings in the bushes next to the church and I saw all the leaders from the church coming to like yell at us. (laughs) So I jumped off the bat, ran all around the church, and came back behind all the leaders. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> that sounds that sounds just about right. They're, they're like, they're jumping off buildings. They're like, they're all looking down the roof. Like, what, Jimmy? You were just. I'm like, nah, don't blame me, guys. Yeah, this ain't about me. <laughs> That's perfect. That's about how I would expect it to go. And then another one of my favorites to tell is about how you used to uh, sneak into other people's houses and take their pop tarts. Just grab some food and get back out. <laughs> Where did that come from? Where do you remember the first time you uh, stole a pop tart? I, I do, but my parents would probably be in big trouble <laughs> if, if they knew how young I was. <laughs> so you just got hungry and thought, "Man, I don't have any pop tarts at home. I, I wonder if these people have pop tarts." And you just went in and I, I was probably the younger than most people's kids. <laughs> but now fast forward you uh you're married you've got a kid of your own and you're doing pretty good for yourself right just yeah she uh she likes pop tart bites so that's good (laughs) she doesn't have to sneak into other people's houses and steal pop tarts no no she doesn't she doesn't need a thing if anything she needs less things yeah so So, tell uh, me 
tell tell us about how like you've gotten to where you're at. You just you're actually transitioning to a new job. I don't know how much you want to talk about that, but um, I know you worked in restaurants and tell, can you tell us a little bit about like going to like a district manager position, like how all of that worked out? Yeah, so um, uh, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't start out going to district manager. Of course, uh, we know that we were talking about fighting yeah. earlier. You have yeah. to put in the, put in the work to, to win the fights. Um, uh, so, but I I pretty much since I could work, I I mean I pretty much always had a restaurant job. Uh, I mean there are a few random jobs, but all my jobs have I've had other jobs, but most of my jobs I've always kept a restaurant job on the side because it's just what I knew. Uh, and when I was getting married and Michelle was getting pregnant. Uh, up at that point, I was fine having fun, and I kept telling myself I was going to go back to school and do something else. But there came a point where I just um, – I, I actually tell this story to people all the time, uh, and Michelle gets tired of hearing it. But I literally woke up in the middle of the night one night just in, like, a panic sweat. And I was like, this is what I told myself. I said, I've got to take over. And uh, – and I immediately just I went to work the next day. And I was like, "Hey, I wanna I wanna step up. I wanna be a I wanna be a manager." And by that time, I had already they had already wanted me to be a manager and step up in leadership. But I just didn't want it because I didn't like the leaders that we had, and I felt like that was too much stress. Yeah. Uh, but I told myself, I was like, "Hey, if you hate all your leaders, just be the leader you wish you always had." Oh wow, that's that's strong, man. So, yeah, so I was like, you're doing all the work anyways. Might as well do it and get paid to do it. So yeah. um, luckily, I, I had a plethora of examples of who I never want to be. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so that's really what drove me a whole lot is is learning by a uh, bad example. Um, and a couple of years that went went through, and um, I started looking for other opportunities. I ended up going to Taco Bell, working at Taco Bell. I came in as an assistant manager and Six months later, I worked my way up into you know, a general manager, and that was really working in bad situations and making the best out of them and, and turning situations around. Yeah. Um, and uh, we found out that a general manager quit. I messaged my, my area coach, my district manager at the time, and I was just like, hey, man, I uh, just want to let you know I'm here. If you need something. And uh, they ended up giving me that job as a general manager and just worked really hard there, turning around stores and uh, – you know, working like it's just working really hard for a long time and being good consistently for a long time and a position to open up and I was the best person for the position. Well, actually, I didn't think I was the best person for the position. For the position <laughs> when, they, when they offered it to me, there were people that had a longer amount of time with Taco Bell than me, so yeah. I actually recommended, "Hey, what what about these people?" And they were like, "Those people don't want it." And I was like, "Well, then count me in." All right, <laughs> that's phenomenal. Yeah, so I just um. Uh, and then just everything kind of went from there. Just uh, the, the big key was being consistently uh, excellent at what I do. Um, you know, I, the the biggest thing that when I was when I came in as an assistant and I was working really hard, one of my workers, uh, his name was DeAndre. He says, he says, Jamie, why are you always doing all this stuff, man? Nobody else does all this stuff. Nobody else makes this good stuff. Nobody does the stuff that you're doing. And I said. Everybody's working for the weekend and to have a good, fun weekend. I'm working for 10 years from now. Wow. Uh, and I said that then. Uh, yeah. And that was, you know, that, that moment was, you know, five years ago. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, you just, everyone's working the, 
for their day off to have a decent paycheck, but I'm I'm working for 10 years from now. The work that I put in right here is directly going to be correlated to where I'm at 10 years from now. Wow. And he's like, that's crazy, man. It's like, it is, because when the position opens up, it's too late to start trying. Mm. So you, you've got to be ready when the time comes. Yeah, t- tell me, like, you were, we were talking before we had hit record, and you said um, people call you lucky sometimes. Like, people say, like, man, I, I wish I that's, was. That's the, man, that's, that is the, that's probably one of the most, it's, uh, uh, to quote uh, my friend Carl, it's, it's insulting. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it takes away from all of the work that goes into getting to where you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I didn't wake up and say, hey, let me put an application to be a district manager. Right. No, like it took, you know, years. I have now have, you know, 13 years of restaurant experience uh, or 13, eight, something like that. I have a lot of restaurant experience, right? So um, explain and picking with the slack, uh, helping others be better and train and develop and, and consistently taking on a bigger workload because uh, you don't, I mean, nobody gets promoted and then starts doing the job. You, it's that's not the way it works. You know, you got to be doing the job first, and they're like, uh-huh. "Oh, that guy's, I, I can do the job." Yeah. So it's it's constantly over being working more than what you're getting paid to, to get paid for what you get what you're doing. Yeah. So like uh, you, from it's been it's been fun from my side of of your story. Because I've got to watch you grow up from being this this broke kid, if I can just be honest. <laughs> I mean, like this poor kid, this poor kid yeah. in my in my youth group. Um, that uh, I mean, you were. But ask your congregation for money. Yeah. Uh, th- okay. So here's another. Looking back, I should have known. I I could have known that you were going to be successful for a few reasons. One reason that sticks out to me is. Um, that you were yourself. You weren't trying to be somebody else. You were always 100% you. You weren't like just trying to fit in. Another thing is you've, there's never been a, not that I know of, never been a moment in your life where you weren't outgoing, extremely outgoing. Whenever we had any kind of like youth group trip and it's like 150 bucks to go, you would go and make 150 bucks off of people in in the main sanctuary that evening after youth group because you just go, hey, yeah. I need money to go on this on this trip, and people would give you like 20 bucks, 30 bucks, 100 bucks right there. You'd come back like an hour later and say, hey, here's the money. I'm I'm going on the trip. So like we go from you being this broke kid, this poor kid to, um, I mean, you're doing really well. In, you know, financially and you're to be able to take care of your family. You're able to, I think one of the things you've told me in the past is, you know, like you never wanted your daughter to, you know, want for something. doesn't mean you're going to get her yeah. everything she wants because that's, yeah. that's not beneficial either. Um, but you never want to feel like you can't get her something that she w- really wants or needs. And I think that's, that's important. And you've, you've reached that, you've exceeded things that, um, either of your parents could have done for you. And yep. so like to guys that might be stuck, like they grew up poor and they're, they're poor and they're passing on, you know, for lack of a better term, like this generational curse kind of a thing onto their yep. kids. You know, what do you think 
changes that? What do you think? What are some maybe characteristics or elements that people need to like put into well, their lives to help them get unstuck? Probably the uh, the most difficult steps are probably the first two steps. Uh, okay. And the first step is uh, stop being a victim. Wow. Uh, you know, be be the person that makes things happen. Don't be the person that things happen to. You. Wow. Uh, and uh, that, that's probably the first step is realizing, hey, this is something something needs to change. Like this, something's got to change. And and I, what people don't know is. I just packed up and left and went to Tennessee. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I was I pretty much told all my friends, you guys are going nowhere, you're dragging me down. Bye. Wow. That takes you know, guts, one, man. One of one of my best friends from growing up, uh, he messaged me last January and said, Hey man, how you doing? I said, You're doing good, what's up? He's like, I just got out of jail. I've been in jail for, you know, you know, eighteen years, fifteen years. Jeez. You know? And I, that was one of my best friends growing up. Wow. You know what I mean? So yep. Uh, it's just having the guts to disconnect from people that, uh, not, not to be selfish, not to say they aren't going to get you where you want to go, but the people that are actively not, they're just holding you back. You know what I mean? Well, I know you've yeah. heard me say, you know, show me your friends and I'll show you your future before. And I, and I yeah. think sometimes we think that stops in youth group, but it's, it doesn't, it, it goes on like well into your adulthood. Yeah. If the people you're hanging out with aren't going anywhere, you're probably not going anywhere either. Yep. So, that, and, and that's it. I just, um, realizing my situation and who I wanted to be, uh, I needed to stop being around who I was around. Wow. Uh, and I needed, I needed something different. So, uh, disconnecting myself from the things that was holding back was important. Uh, and then, Growing myself, having having smart, uh, you know, if, if you've got somebody that you can depend on that, that you can be a sounding board and uh, help you grow, uh, it's really, really important. I, I wouldn't be here without without Preston, without Carlo, without uh, Aaron, without a lot of a lot of my good friends that, you know, were, were really good friends and they wanted to grow as well. Uh, but even where I am now, it just it it's really just picking something and committing to it and excelling at it. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I like, I, I'm doing okay, right? I'm going to another job now. Uh, even even right now, like if you combine my parents' income from when I was growing up and tripled it, I make more money now. Yeah. Uh, and it's that's you know that's from, you know what I mean that's just from picking a place, committing to it, and excelling at it, and, and moving up in that place. Yeah, and what's funny about this is normally when people are on podcasts and stuff, and they hear about like. Finance, finances and how well somebody's doing normally somebody's trying to sell something to them at the end <laughs> you know yeah, no. this is no. we're, not, we're not selling anything no. on this All podcast I'm selling to you is it's just work hard work hard work well right? yeah yeah um, there, and, and those two have to go together because whenever i would take over stores or or, or meet the people or whatever they'd be like I'm the hardest working person in anything. I worked, I worked 50, 60 hours this week. I'm like, well, the store is doing awful, so I guess you're to blame for all of that. <laughs> oh man, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, man, I'd love to be so just, in that room when they when they hear that <laughs> and they have to well, respond. Their, their jaws kind of drop. And, yeah. And it's just like, uh, oftentimes, and it's gonna sound crazy when when you're doing new stuff or you're going somewhere and you're taking over a new place. Uh, oftentimes, the people that have been there the longest contribute to the worst culture. Wow. Uh, because if, if you're going into a bad situation, um, the, the smart people leave, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. If, 
that if, if they're if they're really smart, you want them to work for you, and you bring them into a bad situation that uh, they feel like is stagnant and not changing, and you're not committed to helping it grow and change. They're going to leave. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So um, being in one spot, committing to it, working hard, growing in it, uh, working smart, working well, working hard. All that stuff goes together. You can't just put in hours and pick up shifts. You gotta, you gotta excel when you're there. Yeah. This is all such good stuff, man. Such good stuff. You know, just, people say I work sixty hours last week. Okay, what did what did you accomplish? You know what I mean? Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. How how does that translate into the success of your work, and how does that translate into you having more time with your family? Yeah, I think sometimes people mistake busyness for productivity right like they well, think, not only that but they they, they, they think hold long they, hours as a badge of honor yeah and it's not if if i can do the same amount that you've done in 40 hours and 20 then who's actually the most you know um the most beneficial to the company to the organization or even to the family right so yeah this is all such good stuff man um before I jump off this call. I got some rapid questions for you that you're not ready for that have very little to do with fatherhood or leadership or anything like that. Just fun questions. All right. Okay. All right. So, one, does pineapple belong on pizza? Yes. I knew I liked you. That's, that's an easy question. That's an easy question. Everybody that pineapple, says it is is wrong. Or pizza is American, and America is about freedom. You're not gonna live in my freedom. <laughs> so, uh, you like Power Rangers or Ninja Turtles? You got to pick one. So, I watched more Power Rangers, but I like Ninja Turtles over Power Rangers. So, do you have do you have a favorite Ninja Turtle? Yes. Donatello. Donatello. Hey, that's mine too. I don't know why. I just always liked him so much. Um, yeah, nobody did. <laughs> I think that's probably no, why I liked him because everybody was no, all like Raphael, Michelangelo. Everybody was. I felt like always. Everybody was always like Raphael and uh, Leonardo. I was like, man, oh, yeah, Don, yeah. Donatello needs some love too. So I know he's got the purple, and that's kind of weird, but <laughs> but I'll be a Donatello fan. Um, what is uh, what is a recommendation for a book? A book that you've been listening to? I know you listen to a lot of books when you're driving. Um, uh, I'll, I'll give a couple recommendations on different things. If you're okay. looking for something fun to read that's just an exciting adventure, I, I definitely recommend The Lesson of Grist by R.A. Salvatore. Um, if you're looking for something for uh, personal growth, I would uh, – it, it depends what you're into, uh, but I would recommend uh, – Probably one of my favorite ones I've listened to recently is Excellence Wins by Horst Schultz. Um, he's the, I guess, the founder or owner or something of uh, uh, Ritz-Carlton. Oh, okay. Excellence um, Wins. Stuff, yeah, it's, it, that, book was, that book was really I, – I, I probably – I went for like four times. Um, I, I love it just for the title. Yeah, it was it was really good, man. And, um, and then outside of that – um, really just read what's fun, right? If, yeah. you don't, if you're not enjoying it, don't get through it. Just yeah. put it down and get something else. Yeah, I've because done that a few times. Like, people are like, oh, I got to get through the book. I'm like, no, just 
that's not what it's supposed to be. Yeah. It's like, would, I, would you watch a movie that sucks for the first 30 minutes? Like, no. Nope. Like, you, I don't feel like watching this. I'm putting it off. Yeah, that's you know what good. I mean? So, uh, a lot of times reading or listening to books turns people off, and that's, you're just listening to the wrong stuff. Just get something different. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, I've had books that just weren't speaking to me, and I, they had been recommended to me by some people that I really like, and I wanted to finish yeah. it because those people had recommended me, uh, recommended yeah. it to me, and I, but I just couldn't. I just couldn't do it. It felt like a waste of time. But yeah, yeah that's all good stuff, man. How do people connect with you if they want to connect with you? Um, they don't. They don't. <laughs> You're on Instagram. You're on Instagram. No. I'm not. I'm not on Instagram. Man. You're not. I, uh, no, I, no, I'm not. Oh, actually, I am. But I think I just, I just got one to when it was new, and I was like, ah, I don't like learning this. Yeah, but you're on Facebook. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I am on Facebook. James uh, Brashares. So yeah, I. Uh, if I don't respond, it's. It's not that you're a jerk. Yeah. I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I have my own priorities. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, that's uh, good, man. But yeah. That's so good. Uh, well, they, they, they get in touch with me through you. <laughs> yeah, just if you want to get in touch with Jamie Brashares, message me on any of our social media accounts, all those accounts, Saved and Savage, the Savage Dads, all that stuff. We'll uh, get it, you in what, contact with them. What you're listening to right now, it's my favorite means of, of contact is over the phone. Yeah. Uh, so. I, 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 I prefer talking over the phone over texting, messaging, emailing. Yeah. It's a lot more personal. Yeah. You know, that's good, man. It, it drives a lot of people bonkers. They'll text me and I just call them. I'm, like, I'm, I'm one of those guys. <laughs> hey, I, I don't feel like texting a conversation for 40 minutes. We're, yeah. we're going we're gonna to get through this. I like text if it's one question. If you've yeah. got a question for me, then send me a text. If yeah, people got, get mad at me all the time, including my wife. They're like, why didn't you take me back? I'm like, you didn't ask the question. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought you were informing me. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> That's why I like um, iPhone. Like when somebody sends you something, you don't have to like text them back. You can just like give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down or like any of those yeah. like little things. It's so real quick. Okay, yeah. I got the note. I'm good. Like if I've been gone for a while, my wife was expecting me like half an hour ago and I got caught up doing something hey are you okay give her a thumbs up she knows i'm good give her a thumbs down she needs to call 911 <laughs> so yeah like uh any of those you know it's it's a good way of, way to communicate but i hate when people like message me like six or seven questions just give me a call it's faster you know let's just yeah. t- we'll talk but yeah man hey thanks for calling me this was so good yeah, it was man. a very impromptu um podcast i wanted to do a podcast with you i thought we were going to schedule it you just gave me a call and we got on some deep stuff and i figured i'd hit record but um i really appreciate it i'm really the juice of it was i think the juice of it was before the before the podcast started yeah maybe maybe we got some good stuff everyone got got the pulp yeah they they got the leftovers but it's good um before we jump off i do want to tell you man i really i'm for what it's worth, I'm really proud of you. Um, I mean, really I, uh, coming from ministry, a, a place of ministry, um, you often you often pour yourself into a lot of people, 
and get very little return. And, um, and that's just being honest. It's not like I'm not asking for a pity party or anything. It's you you sign up for a job. Yeah. Yeah. You sign up for a job and you do the job and that's, it is what it is. But like there are, there are a handful of people that come through and get it. And, um, you know, you're one of them and I really appreciate it's fun to go from me being your youth pastor when you're like in high school to now just like we're able to be friends and like lean on each other. And it's not so much like this, this weird, like vertical relationship is, it's become very much more horizontal. We can be friends and talk about family and talk about our kids. And, um, it's been really great and it's, it's been good for me. And I, I love hearing you, hearing from you and hearing about your family, all that good stuff. And how awesome of a dad you're, you are and, uh, and how much, you're investing in your family. It's, That's really awesome. Being a dad is it's the best thing in the world, man. I it changed my whole world. Michelle Michelle says it too, man. It just that, that moment, man, it just clicks. You're like, yeah, that's I'm going to change everything about me to make sure your life is the best it could ever be. Yeah, and it, isn't it weird how some people don't get it? How some guys just don't they just don't get it. They become dads and it does nothing to them. I just don't. I Am can't. I, I, I'll, I'll have people that are like, "Hey, what are you doing?" I'm like, "Uh, hang on, Michelle." Oh man, can't Michelle do that? We, you know, we can. Da, da, da. I'm like, I, no, I want to do what I'm doing. Man. Yeah. Like, I actually want to take my kid to the skate park. I want to yeah. go. You know, I want to do these things with my family, with my wife and my daughter. I want to. You know, so I don't know. Maybe at some point I'll solve the riddle of why some dads don't. But. um Maybe that's for another time. Hey, man, I'm going to jump off. I actually got to take, speaking of girls, I got to take my other girl, my dog, to the vet. (laughs) So I'm going to jump off. Thanks so much for calling and being on the show. We will talk. Yeah, man, hit me up. We'll talk soon. Hit me up any time, man. I I drive a lot, so we can can have many conversations. We should. Next time, I'm going to call you and just hit record without you knowing, and maybe we'll get some more. uh, We'll get more juice and less pulp. I just answer the phone with a bunch of cuss words. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that'll be amazing alright man I'll talk to you later alright peace thank Bye. you thanks for listening to another episode of the Saved and Savage podcast if you want to connect with us hit us up on Instagram at Saved and Savage no dots or underscores if you're interested in Savage Dads you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash Savage Dads or you can head over to the new website which is at savagedads.com